It's the Zero Edge Podcast starring the Zero Edge guy himself, Chris Walton. Each week, Chris dives into the deep end to discuss any and everything in the pool business. And now, give it up for the Zero Edge guy himself, Chris Walton. All right, so Zero Edge Guy Podcast. Welcome. Thanks for coming back. Thanks for joining us. Today, we have the Punch-Out crew once again. Um, I, I'm, I'd be remiss if I did not remind myself that I did not introduce you on the last one. So I'm going to go ahead and, and hit that one more time, if you guys don't mind. After all we've been through, I'm all kind right. of offended. Yeah, I know. I got, I got Greg, Johnny, Adam. These boys here are... If I said creme de la creme... It would it would definitely be off basis. So I'm just going to go out there and say <laughs> that to me these are these are guys that I've run into in the industry that turn into minds that I think are going to be the thought leaders of the generation, the next generation, right? I know you get it. So we got Greg McIntosh, we got Adam Steele, and we got Johnny Nalepa. I almost booed when you said Greg. Yeah, I know. Me too. <laughs> so let's hit back up on the talk we left off on. And, and, and specifically, um, we get back to uh, ego, right? And how, how does ego factor into the pool industry? And in, in, in I think we, the last time we agreed that there's way too much ego, it's kind of a, it's a detriment to our industry. And I think how it's relevant to what we're talking about is like w- when we think in terms of can a pool contractor be successful with 12 different floor plans for lack of a better term of a pool design with a spa option and a water feature option deck materials can change of course which just like carpet hardwood or or tile in a house right how can we take can we not take those 12 and create a production company that is number one successful number two profitable and number three a lot less headaches because you're building the same shit over and over again just like kb or dr horton does and in that why is there a bad connotation or a stigma employed on that such that the ego of the pool contractor or pool companies, they don't want to do it? Why? I, I think the ego in, in the industry has too much pride to say, oh, I'm a, I'm a track pool builder. But why not? If that's what you're good at, be the best track pool builder. Mm-hmm. Be extremely profitable, have little to no headaches or callbacks, and just repeat it time after time after time. Or be a custom pool builder, mm-hmm. build less pools, and specialize in it. Don't do both in a sense that you're trying to be the best track and the best custom. If you're gonna be the best custom, know you're gonna have the headaches of building custom mm-hmm. and take them on, charge more, charge what you're worth, or be a highly profitable track builder where you charge a lower margin because there's less headaches, but you can do more of them and make, in turn, more money. So I, I think from your from yours, you're, we're talking about, so the, the ego translates into a lack of glory. Correct. Is that what you're saying? In the sense of that, you can't those the ego is going to say, "Well, I can't post that on Instagram to have this amazing backdrop," and oh, because everybody's going to follow me on Instagram and social media. I think social media is more now driving that ego, saying, "I can't show the world what I'm doing." Yeah, but transparent, full transparency. Don't you don't you think that that they once they because of social media and because they build, uh, let's, I, I hate the word track, but, and just because it feels like, you know, Mass you're stomping pool, them yeah, out, right? Exactly. So I, I like the production thing production. because it, yep, it kind of sure. says, it kind of says we, we can build a really good pool and build a lot of them, right? Sure. So why can't they take from that and realize that when they do post those to Instagram, Facebook or whatnot, their clients who you built that pool for 
and all of their friends can now see that and post and repost and share, make good comments about how high a quality a build it was, how uh, efficient the build was. Because that's really right now in our industry, the, 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 the bad thing out there is it takes forever. It wasn't very quality oriented. The guy who set my t uh, my my tile was you know naked from the waist up and had a cigarette in his mouth the entire time with his butt crack showing. In my backyard, my kids were sitting there. Mommy, Daddy, what's he doing? You know exactly. So uh, why can't we push in the direction of production companies to create ego that engages them, uh, that engages your clients and gets you better referrals down the road through social media? Why can't they look at that as a win? Do you know what I'm saying? Exactly. Now, now with that, now being the best production company, like you said, just just answering phone calls, returning phone calls, um, and, and getting back to clients, being responsible. So, mm -hmm. to have a production company that can do both, both be responsible and build a great production pool, is so rare in the market. You may actually be become the better pool builder, the more reliable, the the one that everybody turns to just because of what you can do and what you can return to them. And then you think about that as well. If you start in that realm, you start with 12 different pool shapes and options on those 12 pool shapes, and you get really good and successful at a quality build of those, then you can start taking on the ones that step outside that framework, right? And you sure. can start doing the more custom stuff, right? That, that we were talking about last one, Johnny, you made the comment about once they step outside the framework of those, those first 12, you know, you need to get a designer involved and you get a designer involved, somebody that knows it. Now, specifically when you were talking about it in the last episode, you know, you were talking about, and I don't think you meant to make the delineation between the two, but I think you were right on, on course. There are people that are fantastic, fantastic, aesthetic designers and then there's people that are fantastic at functionality and design meaning pipe size return locations skimmer locations um worst the worst thing i always see and you guys are going to laugh about this the thing that i hated in the late 90s and through the early 2000s was when you had a pool spa combo and they were both free forms right as a round spa free form pool and they put the spa on the pool at a point of tangent between the pool shape and the spa how in the world are you gonna get coping to sit on top of that point of tangent of the pool bean where it runs into the spa without doing like bubble gum and sticking a piece of coping there? You know what I'm exactly. You know what I'm saying? Yep. So um, aesthetic design versus functionality of design and how, to, how it gets installed or gets built. I realized that you didn't maybe mean to make that delineation, but I think you were spot on, right? Right, no, I think they go hand in hand. You can't, ha in a, in a, at least in a swimming pool. And that's why when we were talking about, you know, GCs and stuff, building a house versus building a pool, you know, the mm -hmm. pool is a fully functioning body of water that has to be waterproofed and all that kind of stuff. Right. It's got a circulatory system, for lack of a better word, right? And so, and especially when you get into the large pools, man, that, you know, and, and, and the architectural guy, he, edges. He always goes right back to the freaking, but, to the monsters, right? <laughs> we're talking about this, we're talking about that that production to the ones that just go outside of it. Well, and so, I think you're, you're, you're right on par. So, let, well, we'll, to the, we'll to focus the, on that. To, to so you said Adam's you point, think they're both. You think they're both kind, kind well, of just going, as equally in part. I think right? they go hand in hand, and I think to Adam's point about you know, it's also I think a lot of the of the, the end consumer, right? They're starting to see a lot of these photos of pools and everything. Yeah. Uh, pools have become more prominent now than I think they, that they were. They were, you know, at one point they were really very utilitarian and diving. Let's, let's quantify this real quick. When you say now, do you mean this decade or do you mean in this yeah, last this couple of years? Last couple, you know, no decade, you know, last 10, 20 years. You know, okay, good. Before good, good. when you told somebody, you know, mm -hmm. if I told somebody, oh, I design pools, it, the, probably what pops in their head is a little kidney form pool yeah. with brick coping and a you know white aggregate, a blue tile or something like that. Nowadays, it's like you know, it's crazy what's going on. Um, but so I think clients, and with social media, the clients are, and are starting to see 
these awesome backyard pools and everything. Right? Yeah, yeah. But they, they don't know any better, so they're contacting their local production company, <laughs> right? And yeah. they're saying, I want this. Yeah. And these production companies, and, and, and to be a good, like you're saying, to be one of the top production, you know, you're not going to turn away a client that wants a whale of a pool with, a, mm-hmm. with, a, with no budget or something. So they, you know, they'll go after it, and, right, and rightfully so, right? But I guess what my thing is is that if they're not properly equipped you know, to do that, that's kind of why, we, you know, when we see, when I see some designs, like, eh, well, it wasn't very well thought out when you're saying you see, we, I mean, we see it all the time. I mean, vanishing edges get built that don't overflow because it's not level. Mm-hmm. I mean, just there's so many things from, from the aesthetic, from the, the design of it, um, from... Well, even functionality. I mean, right. How many to, larger to, pools do you see that I don't have, you know, the, the you know, adequate heating? The catch basin's not large enough and it overflows. I mean, you know, it's so... Let's give a sidebar on this real quick. So I, I kind of feel like... Um, what you're saying has extreme impact, right? So I, I think that that falls in line to what we're talking about as far as ego. So you've got these designers out there that are really good at aesthetic design, um, but a lot of pool builders aren't interested in going that direction because they, they look at that designer and think, okay, well, it's it's pretty design, but it doesn't function well. I right. could I can just basically use that design and I can make it work. Well, I think they're they're missing the point, right? So you get somebody who's aesthetically competent, you know, and then you say, hey, listen, that that's that spa on that freeform pool provides a t- point of tangencies. We need to we need to make the pool wall come into a little bit more of a perpendicular scenario with the spa because of this. This when it comes to the build out, convey that back to the designer. The designer can now make an adjustments in the aesthetic design. But I think the ego gets involved that that that, that conversation of working with somebody is new and alien to pool contractors. Would you agree with that? Does that make sense to you? Absolutely. Fair enough. Fair yeah, enough. And I, I see it across a lot of disciplines, not just pool contracts. I mean, when you're, oh, when you're getting on some of these projects that have a lighting designer, an interior designer, an architect, landscape architect, you know, pool engineer, the pool, you know, you start crossing paths and disciplines, and then people don't like when you tell them. And the interior designer has an input on the lighting and stuff. But I think um, going back to the monsters again, he always does <laughs> that, doesn't he? Yeah, always. So, I agree with the interior um, designers, wait, though. I'm, I'm, yeah. I lost my train of thought, but there was a point that you made there that was, I, was, I wanted to touch on. Now I'm trying to I'm trying to regain what what it was. Um, can you kind of we, are we talking about like so the uh, an, uh, there's nothing wrong with an aesthetic designer oh, who doesn't oh, he, know okay. how to build so, so the problem you see with with the contractors and maybe the designers maybe mm-hmm. where there's a little bit of tension is that the contractors don't really give a shit what it looks excuse my friends no you're fine you're fine they don't really care we're all pool builders about, here right they don't care about the pretty picture that you designed up right because in their mind they just need to build it so yeah. a lot of times I even see you know from contractors who get a design from either a landscape architect or even an architect of just a pretty picture of the pool and stuff they're like well I can't I can't do anything with this I need it somebody to engineer this to how it's going to be built because they have issues with, with the, you know this just doesn't make sense how well, are we going to do it agree. and so I think that's why it goes hand in hand from a functionality standpoint but you know from the aesthetics to the functionality yes. then also the structure you know the engineering right and I did I saw that when you know when I was previously not getting involved in, 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 as much as the structure and the engineering of it where we were just designing pretty stuff well let's look at that thought back on the same the, the podcast we just had and and look at that as being a difference between the GC uh, world versus the PC world right so you know you've got an architect and again I'm not saying that architects can't can't engineer a, a good house but what I'm saying is like they the architect is more is should be and most times is more focused on the aesthetic the feel, the space, the utilitarian side of the living space, right? Well, they are, so, and they are. Too. Right, well, but well, then you an have an, an architect is a designer. I mean, 
right. they're not they're not right. going to do my mechanical engineering they're not going to do my plumbing structural ISOs. engineering they're not going to do my structural they're not going to do my civil they're they're space design right that's what i think that's what people fail to realize is that there's so many disciplines involved that even the house structure that yes. the architect is just doing the conceptualization well, of the space right right but the then there's the engineers so yeah, they, draw, they draw pretty pictures, right? right. But let's well, and, and, and not to not to like belittle that, but because that's I mean, there's that's a hard I job. Mean, right, right. It's difficult to build a set, oh, man. ten million dollar house, right. design a ten million dollar house. And there are tons of guys out there that that have enough structural discipline to be able to design those multi multi level structures, uh, whether it be a, a home or a building or something like that. As an architect, they have enough of an engineering discipline as far as structure goes that they're competent. Okay, that, yeah, that, right. that, That's right. not what we're trying that, to say. That, yeah, right we're, right. we're talking about the we're talking about trying to draw a parallel between um, in, in the GC in the GC world you've got some of these GCs that that name themselves a design build firm and all they have is an architectural designer not an architect right so what they'll do is they'll architecturally design that house from somebody who's competent at being able to develop a floor plan right and then they get with an engineer an EOR engineer of record for that to engineer it to make sure that it structurally mechanically and what am I missing here? Structural, mechanical, plumbing, electric. Yeah. So MEPs. Yeah. So all of all MEP, of those, baby. that entire spectrum is is now handled. You have the pretty and you got the function, right? Absolutely. So when when you translate that or transfer it over to the pool industry, there's why is there not that expectation? Well, I mean, I'm in a different line of work, but my that's what I do every day. You know, I'm yeah, I'm, exactly. I'm, right. But, so, but again, you're fighting that uphill because if you remember the conversation we had in the, in the last podcast as well, you made the comment where you have to spend so much time educating the consumer that it just becomes exhausting. Right, right. right? Well, and that's kind of now I'm at the point, you know, thankfully where just you vet the client up front and kind of just determine like I like like the one guy I gave you an example of, you know, just well, maybe go get a couple other designs and and then if you're not happy or you want to, you know, come back and spend the money on a on a on a real design, you know, a real design. Real design, right? You know. That's not condescending <laughs> at all. But it? but I just kind of explain to them what the we're kind of breaking down what goes into it. It's it's the pretty part, it's, and then we're going to provide you with like, kind of with everything. You know, mm -hmm. the pretty part, the engineering functionality of it, mm -hmm. and 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 even you know we can bring on contractors to build right. it and stuff. Because there's, I think it's all relative, and it's hard to do one without the other properly, at least. So how do we overcome that ego in in, in the pool industry in the PC space that we can that we can then take and go say, all right, pool pool contractors, do what you're good at. You know. That's interesting. You know, I'll I, tell you right now. I, I I was, I was a pool contractor, and I sucked at it. I'm not gonna lie. I sucked at it. Did I make it through? Yeah, I made it through because, uh, for lack of a better reason, I was doing things that I wasn't great at, but I could get it done. You know? Correct. Because I'm 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 more of a designer that will take it from pretty, turn it into functional. I build it everything on the computer before I go onto the site. And then subcontractors have all the information on my on my plans to be able to extend my management capacity onto the job site, right? When I'm not there, so I can run anywhere from eight to twelve projects a year by myself, and and manage it. But in in, in this instance, I think we're talking about more production guys. The moment you step outside that realm, what keeps them from having that that ego to to say, no, we're not doing that? I, th I well, I think maybe I, I think part of the problem is like I mean, it is. We're talking about ego here. How do you fix that? I don't think there is a cure for that, right? I mean, there's, and not just from from a, a production company standpoint. I mean, there's design firms, right? Mm -hmm. That that are, are just that just 
design the functionality of the vessel that the architect drew up, mm -hmm. and then they they take that and they submit it and they get design awards for the design of the pool, which they didn't design. And I don't understand what what like why yeah, it's an ego thing. Why not? You know, when I'm involved, whether the architect's hiring me or contractor, you know, sometimes we design the original concept. Sometimes we just do the engineering for it. Mm -hmm. um, but when I'm in my level of involvement, I'm, I'm, I have no problem saying, you know, this was, this was a, a collaboration, right? I didn't design the pool. They did, the architect designed the pool. I just did the engineering for it. Mm -hmm. You know, when I design a pool, I say we designed the pool. And there's a lot of that. Even there's a lot of that even with consulting and design firms where they're not designing the original design concept yet they're submitting and winning design awards in the pool industry for that vessel mm -hmm. against, you know, other companies who who took the time to to sit down and and and, and, sub, and thoughtfully draw up a design. So it's. How do we solve the ego problem? I don't. We're, we're human. I don't know. I don't. There's. I don't think there's an answer for that. No, you're right. That's I, I think it's well, just. Well, let's even go. And I want to touch touch on something. John, it's just what kind of what kind of person and what kind of company do you want to be? You know, do you want to take credit? You know, for it's in retrospect to these design awards, how many pools are being designed that look pretty when they're finished, but when you break down the structural, the mechanicals, the plumbing, I mean, it looks like a five-year-old built it. And they don't hold up. That's what I'm saying. Calcium, right. That's you what I'm saying. Calcium poured so out so of here, you are, here you are. They, I see a lot they, of that. So here that. you are, and I talked about this with Johnny, like, so there's people in my market, they may have had a better design, okay? There, it might have been a little bit better design, but we all know it's built like crap. Mm -hmm. Okay, and they're going to win a design award over me because the design might have been a little bit better, but it'll fall apart in two years. So it has to start, that portion has to start within the industry, I think. Yeah, and I, 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 think, I think you guys are absolutely right. I don't think that, I don't think that ego is something that, that we, we're not going to resolve it here at this table. But no. I think awareness could potentially resolve it. Because, you know, I want to see one person get out there and do that twelve that twelve floor plans for swimming pools and spas and make it work and just hammer it out, just knock it out of the park, right? And I then take the custom stuff as it comes and charge differently and be successful at it and just just then become the DR Horton of the pool industry and show people that it's cool to do it. I think that's really what has to happen, you know? Because if you if you look at it, we've got what presidential in, in Arizona. Cody pools presidential. I mean, your well, there's guys. There's guys that Sylvan still. There's guys that do that. But up by me, Sylvan. Yeah. Yep. There's guys that do that. I think, but you know, you have to grow. You know, you have to be able to grow the company with the right designers and everything necessary in order to to, to maintain that type of company. Like Ryan Hughes is a perfect example of that. Like they do. I mean. You know, but again, you're talking about full custom. I'm well, talking about you don't need designers for if you're just on the 12 floor plans, right? Right, right. 12 different floor plans. You already have them conceptually designed. You already have them, uh, you know, if the equipment is within, say, 40 to 60 feet of the deep end of the pool, this engineering of this pipe size and this pump and blah, 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 all that stuff will work, operate functional. All this stuff works, right? The light, the light location is the same whether you mirror image it from left to right or right to left. The light location is not going to change. Right. So there's certain things that are not going to change that you don't need in-house designers for. The only thing you would need an in-house designer for would be to change how the deck matches up to an L-shaped house versus a, a square back house versus a, a house with that, that 45, you know, uh, master bedroom that goes off to the right. You know what I'm saying? That's the only thing you would need in-house designers for, and that's just a CAD operator, right? Right. So well, in that case, you, you know, you could create a, 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 a an ecosystem, for lack of a better term, that was completely self-sufficient and extremely low overhead to run and operate. And I just don't know why nobody's done it yet. And maybe it just... 
I don't know. And I, I pulled ego, you know, from my back pocket, you know, trying to keep it PG in here. But, you know, I, I don't know the answer, but I would think that that's the only result I can come up with. What, what other reason can you think of? It's, I think it's just mainly ego. They just don't want to be that production pool builder. Right. But you would think that, you know, after you do it for two or three years and you get the reputation and you get to, say, 30, 40 pools a year and in that realm, then you could take those custom projects as you saw fit, so to speak, because you're already in your wheelhouse. You're already making money. You're already profitable. You take the ones that go beyond that scope of those 12 and as as you want them you can pick and choose what you would want what them, you really right? want to build what yeah the products yeah. you really want to do you're not doing it to feed your family or keep your doors open you're yeah. doing it because you want to do it yeah now imagine imagine a one-stop shop one guy you know like yourself when you're operating like him when he's operating like me when i'm operating have the reason i think we have had our we have our businesses is because there wasn't that upper echelon person that could handle those um complicated monsters that Johnny continues to talk about every five seconds that you know we fit we fit into that niche right I'm a monster eater. now had we started differently you know and we and we didn't fill an, an existing void we had started that way with the production thing man oh my god my, I might be sitting in a different position right now I might not have ever thought of you know how do you do a, a, a Lautner edge differently I, I might have never sure. thought of that right because I could have been living in a different space so has this conversation at all made you guys think about changing your models at all? It makes me think that John Lautner would be pissed. No, I think he'd love my product. <laughs> You're a dick. So has this conversation made you guys rethink about of that model that you could potentially, I guess, what, what's it, spin up a production company? Sure, because I mean, I mean, a lot of pools in New Jersey are 20 by 40s with auto covers. It is a massive... It's a massive market, just being 20 by 40 auto covers on the beach with pilings. Uh -huh. It's a very, it, it, it's a pool that's commonly built along the coast. Uh -huh. So if you mastered even four designs of 20 by 40 with auto covers and you tweaked them to 16 by 36, you could make an entire living off of that. Mm -hmm. I mean, they're everywhere up the Jersey coast. If you took that business model and like you said, build four, three, four, five, six custom pools a year that you really want to build, mm -hmm. now you have... 80% of your guys working on your production pieces, mm -hmm. and then you get to focus on building your custom pieces. The positive side to that is the the, the subcontractor asking why the returns are pretty much going to be in the same spot every on time. every pool, right? And even if you shrink them and make it bigger, right. but as long as the layout's the same, you're roughly going to have the same layout, <laughs> the same plumbing, the same everything. Yeah. Just by changing 100 feet is not really going to change anything. Yeah. How many times have we seen a floor plan from a, a Dr. Horton KB Toll Brothers that? You know, they have this bump out for a bay window in the in the in the dining the breakfast nook next to the kitchen. You know, that's an option, right? It's an option. Sure. So why in the world could we have a sun shelf as an option? As an option. We know what the cost is if you if it's the same size sun shelf every freaking time, you know? So you almost have an option book that you just go through. You want this, do you want this, do you right. want this? And you could just add it right to it the same way they do. Right. Yep. Huh. Interesting. Well, I think we beat this dead horse, right? It's dead. Yeah, it's dead. No animals were killed in the making of this podcast. Just Johnny to be clear, his monster pools. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't. I have no point of reference because I've never really worked on like on those kind of projects. So it's 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 a mystery to me. The same, you know. Well, I don't we do it either. We appreciate your pensive but. silence. <laughs> so, Zero Edge guy and the Punch Out Boys, we're signing off for this one. Thanks, guys, again for coming. 
Uh, really appreciate your efforts here, even though your effort wasn't that much today, Johnny. Um, I'm still billing, so. <laughs> <laughs> Ask much. All right. Everybody say goodbye. Thank you for coming. Thanks. 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 Thank, Thank you. Us, appreciate it. Thanks for having us. All right.